Hallelujah. Thank you, musicians and platform workers. Again, tremendous service this morning. God's anointing, speaking to us, amazing. Uh, from what I heard, they had great fellowship between churches. It's a privilege to have Pastor Smalls come and minister this evening. Give him a warm welcome. Amen. Yes, we did. We had five guys, a greasy burger, and a whole lot of fries. Um, more than we paid for, I think. I don't know. Uh, but a good time, and uh, always a pleasure to be here in uh, Rochester, uh, New York, New York, New York, Greece, New York, Brock, uh, was it Brock? Brockport, New York, and, and then Syracuse. Syracuse was actually the first place I've been to before, uh, since I, uh, when I left Canada, I came and went to a basketball tournament in Syracuse, New York. So that was my experience there. They need Jesus. Amen. Uh, spare you the details of the basketball tournament, but uh, amen. We, we didn't win, but we came back with some life lessons. Uh, we found out about New Yorkers. Amen. They are, man, you guys are some serious people. Okay. Matthew chapter 8, uh, verse 30, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. Let me get my here. I found out me and, me and my brother have the same kind of purse. The ladies were we're fawning over our, our man bag, the Merce. Uh, Matthew chapter 23, verse uh, 27. Uh, I want to I preach a message I've entitled, the, uh, if it matters to you, Buyer's Guide to Discipleship. And I want to encourage you uh, tonight, uh, uh, before I begin, uh, the just... You know, I can speak for the church in Mississauga, the Toronto area. Uh, we are praying for you. We're connected. Uh, Pastor Lavallee and, and Pastor Sullivan uh, have made a deliberate effort to connect the churches. If you're going on the marriage retreat, we'll see you there uh, on the good side of the falls. Amen. Uh, and we'll have a good time together, make good memories. Um, amen. Praise God. We're going to uh, look at scripture tonight where Jesus teaches another lesson. Amen. And helps us uh, to to uh, navigate the storms of life. But I want to encourage you uh, tonight that Jesus, uh, when Jesus is in the boat, you're all right. Amen. We know this. Uh, we know this text. We know this story. Uh, for most of us, uh, it's familiar. Uh, but I want to look at it at another angle, and, uh, and and so we can we can see what Jesus, the lesson Jesus is trying to teach us uh, about discipleship. In in 1961, uh, around that uh, time, a man named Michael Rockefeller. You know the name. Rockefeller. He was uh, uh, he, he was on uh, a Dutch anthropologist. He was obviously a son or a grandson of of uh, the the famous rich Michael Rock, uh, Rockefeller. Was it Michael? I can't remember the first name, but the original Rockefeller. Uh, you all, you all know who he is. And so you know he's they're there. Uh, sorry, he's he's living, born in this in this life of means and wealth. And uh, he's 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 found uh, his passion in life. He's found an indigenous tribe that uh, lives on an, on a remote island, and he uh, is into photography. And so he 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 frequents this island and goes there uh, and 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 mixes with the people. And they you can see these pictures of uh, of of uh, Michael Rockefeller, uh, you know, the grandson of John Rockefeller, and he's 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 
just living his life uh, and his passion out uh, on this island with these, uh, uh, the, this tribe, these people who were known to be cannibals. And so, you know, the, the, the day comes on November 19th uh, and 61, uh, where they were traveling from, from the shore over to this remote island and a storm hits. And that storm, uh, uh, tri- uh it flipped their boat and, and uh, there were two, uh, two men on that boat. He was on the boat with his friend, uh, uh and, uh, his friend's name, uh, was, uh, last name was Wassing. And so they're on this boat, this boat flips, uh, and uh, his friend uh, uh, sticks around on the boat. After a, a couple of days, uh, uh, when nobody comes to rescue them, um, Rockefeller says to Wasing, uh, you know, I think I can make it. And he swam uh, for for shore. And uh, after after a, a, a little while, uh, they came and rescued his friend and uh, and 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 asked him what happened to, to Rockefeller and he said no he, he went and tried to make it and since then they haven't been able to find him the body hasn't been recovered and so there is uh, conspiracy uh, maybe he was he made it to shore and he was he was uh, you know killed and eaten by the cannibals maybe he, uh, he, he, he you know went missing on purpose uh, but I'll tell you what um, the storm hit and the boat flipped no matter how much money uh, and wealth he was born into, and power and prestige, and that couldn't help him in the storm. But we have a God, amen, amen, who sits in the boat with us. Can you say amen? In, in Matthew chapter 23, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, uh, it says this, Now when Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose from the sea and the boat was covered with waves when he was asleep. You know what? Let's go back. I mean, we're going to go back a little bit here and go from verse 18. Amen. You still with me? Okay, verse 18 of chapter 8. And when Jesus saw the great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Back to verse 23. Now when he got in the boat and his, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So when the, so when the men, so, so the men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Buyer's guide to discipleship. Man, there is a cost to discipleship. Amen. Uh, the question I don't, I don't have the time to go into tonight is what is the disciple? I'm going to get to the short answer. Every one of us are called to discipleship. 
Every one of us are called to be a, a disciple of Jesus uh, and, to, and to give ourselves uh, to the kingdom, to pick up our cross, uh, amen, to pay the price, uh, to, to, to follow him, uh, amen, wherever he will go. And this is uh, our charge. This is our call as Christians. Uh, and, uh, and, and that is to be made clear tonight. Amen. We're all called to be disciples. Uh, and Jesus, amen, says, says that there is a cost to this. And n- numerous times in the scriptures, uh, he lays out uh, the cost. This is what the price is. This is the price tag. Uh, and along the way, he shows them that, amen, it's not going to be uh, a walk in the, in, in, you know, in the park here. Uh, but uh, he gives us an understanding that it's going to cost us something. I, I, I want to talk about buyer's remorse. Because when you buy things, sometimes, amen, you regret buying them. We're talking about buying stuff tonight. Uh, amen. You know, there is a, there is a, a, a buyer's remorse when it comes to discipleship sometimes. Amen. Some people, amen, they, they say, man, I, I don't know what I got myself into. Right now in the text, uh, there's a lot happening. There's a frenzy of things happening as Jesus is ministering. Uh, uh, the Bible says that, uh, that, that, that uh, Jesus was teaching all day. From sunup to sundown, he's teaching. And, and the crowd was so packed uh, with thousands of people that Jesus had to get into a boat uh, and teach them because he uh, didn't have room. He was, uh, the crowd was encroaching upon him. And Jesus' family is trying to get his attention. Uh, but there's so much happening uh, that, uh, that that his, his family uh, couldn't get to him. And so, you know, the disciples come and say, hey, your family is looking uh, for you. And he says, well, who is my family? And he teaches that lesson. Many were healed. Many were healed of sicknesses and diseases. He's having a healing crusade. Uh, many are, uh, are, are, are being delivered from demons. Uh, demonic possession. Uh, Peter's mother-in-law was healed. Uh, uh, Mary Magdalene was uh, uh, healed of uh, demons and delivered uh, around that time. Uh, and as the, the crowds begin, uh, begin to die down, the Bible tells us uh, that de- Jesus is continuing to teach. That he's still teaching on the boat. He's still talking to his disciples as they come to him. And, and, and uh, you know, this one comes to him, uh, this scribe uh, comes and says, Teacher, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, uh, I will follow you wherever you will go. And he's caught up in the frenzy of everything that's happening. Imagine you being there with everything ha- healing, demonic possession, deliverance, and 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 uh, he's seeing this. And uh, you know, kind of like you know, after watching an infomercial or you know, listen to a salesman's speech. I mean, you're kind of amped up. I, I'll follow you wherever you'll go. You ever buy something and regret it? One week after I bought this Merce. The clip broke. I still don't regret buying because it's still, you know, still a good merce. But, you know, I, I, I've made purchases where I've regretted it. And I'm sure you have. You've, you've been in the, the situation where, you know, I, I got caught up in the moment. I, I kind of fell for the sales pitch. And, uh, you know, sales pitches aren't bad, but I mean, they can be. They could be a trap, and we can get caught up in that. Uh, and uh, here it is. Here's the scribe saying, you know, teacher, I'll follow you wherever you will go. And he overestimated what the commitment was to what he is, wants to buy. So Jesus stops the scribe right there, knowing that he doesn't even mean what he's saying. And he says to him, listen, count the cost. Buyer's remorse does not mean that you bought something that wasn't good. 
Buyer's remorse means that it wasn't right for you, or it wasn't the right time, or you didn't, you didn't, you know, think it through. Uh, buyer's remorse, amen, doesn't necessarily mean that it, it was a bad thing that you bought. It could mean that. But in this case, when you buy into uh, discipleship and following Jesus, it's not that discipleship is bad. It's an, it, is, it, it requires too much, or it's too much sacrifice. It's that we don't count the cost. Reality hits when, you know, as the scribe is, we're overzealous, ambitious in our thinking. And we're going to follow Jesus. It's going to be a walk in the park. And, but all of a sudden, the trials come. The difficulties, the storms of life come. And then, and then uh, you know, with that uh, comes the remorse. You know, I'm, I'm, since I was a kid, I loved remote control cars. You know, fast tracks was the thing. I don't know if anybody remembers that. But I mean, I would see the commercial and I'd be like, Daddy, Daddy, I want fast tracks for Christmas. I remember one year I got it. It was broken in a week. You know, and it was like, but every year I, that was my thing. You know, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want on, What do you want for your birthday? Give me remote control. And as I, as I get older, that hasn't changed to this day. You know, I'll, I'll be in the flea market. And I'll see the guy doing the drone around the flea market. I'm like, I, I'll get, I'll take two. You know, it's like so I, I, I just, I like that. But the problem is, is that these things aren't made well. You know, I remember I bought a, a drone and, and uh, you know, the, the first flight up, hey man, was that's all I got because when it came down, it was broken. And that's kind of how it is. I got a junk box full of these things that have remote controls and, 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 and uh, you know, doodads and all that stuff, but nothing works. Because what I bought, hey man, I mean, I, you know, it's, it wasn't worth it. But discipleship, following Jesus, the cross, it's worth it. You know, maybe we, you know, the, the struggle uh, with, uh, with, with, with following Jesus, uh, it seems contradictory, you know, but in reality, it's, it's, you know, it's like, you know, I'm trying to follow Jesus, but I'm trying to follow God's will. I'm trying to listen to the, like we talked about this morning, uh, the Holy Spirit at his word. But, you know, there's, it's, it's like, it's conflicting with what you're doing. And, and a lot of times confusion sets in. God says, see, I'm not the author of confusion. Very clear. Have you considered that Jesus will keep some from getting close to him because they aren't committed to the, cl- the cost. As with the, sc- the scribe in our text, Jesus, I will follow you. What's the song we sang? To the ends of the earth. And he says, no, 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 but wait. Before you finish your sentence, have you considered... That foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no one to, nowhere to lay his head. We can get caught up in the corporate endeavor of a church, uh, church outreaches, church prayer meetings, church uh, services, uh, and we get caught up in that, uh, amen, uh, the happenings of, of the, of the corporate body, and, and, uh, but, you know, there's, there's no, not, there's not a personal, uh, uh, inspiration for outreach or, or prayer or, you know, uh, worshiping God, and, and, you know, we get caught up in that, and, and we, there's a momentum, there's a flow to that. I say when you know, whenever we're caught up in the flow of corporate worship and cor- you know the corporate routine and schedule of the church, that's good. But if it's lacking, 
the personal inspiration, personal, the prayer closet. If it's lacking the, 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 the personal witness at the grocery store, if it's lacking, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the inspiration that comes from, you know, I'm just gonna go and do something for God. I'm gonna obey. If it's lacking that, amen, it's, it's, we're, we're caught up, amen, we're, we may not, we not realize it, but, amen, we're not counting what it costs. We're, we're getting caught up in the moment. We're getting caught up, and that's why you see people come in church and leave. That's why you see people get saved, they pray at the altar, God touches them, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they get involved in things, uh, but their own personal life, amen, there, there's, there's no, no considering of the cost. Jesus wasn't stopping the scribe. He was protecting him from buyer's remorse. It wasn't that what he was, uh, he was telling them to buy, wasn't good. He was, he was, listen, you need to, before you make this purchase, before you buy into this, before you get into a place where you're going to regret it, consider the cost, um, consider what it is to follow Jesus, uh, consider your commitment before you're de- destroyed by infatuation and lack of commitment. Uh, amen. There is a price to this. Man, I, I, the, Jesus, in the same uh, 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 scenario, uh, Jesus is approached by the scribe, but then he's approached by another disciple. In verse 22, uh, 21 and 22, he says, Then another dis- of his disciples said to him, Lord, uh, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. So on one hand, he tells a scribe uh, who's saying, uh, you know, don't worry about uh, anything. I don't want to worry about anything that I got to do. Jesus, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. And Jesus says, no, 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 hold on. Uh, stop. Count the cost. To another, he says, uh, uh, that, uh, that comes to him and says, uh, Jesus, I, I, I'll follow you, but I need to go and take care of some stuff first. He says, no, no, no. Don't worry about that stuff. Follow me. So he's telling uh, uh, these two men uh, two different things. And so what he's saying to this disciple, hey, you recognize the cost, uh, you're following, you're, you, you've counted it, uh, and uh, you're willing to, to follow me, but you hesitate to commit because of uh, your earthly commitments. And we're led to believe that this disciple listened to Jesus, got on the boat, uh, uh, and, you know, that, uh, that, that he followed Jesus. But he said, you know, be, let the dead bear their own dead. He's telling the disciple, you've considered the cost, now pay the price. This is what the price is of following Jesus. This man misses his father's funeral to follow Jesus. A breath after, he tells a scribe, no, consider the cost. And so, not to get it twisted tonight, uh, and we understand uh, from this that he wasn't telling the scribe, don't follow me. As a matter of fact, he wanted him to. And he wasn't uh, telling uh, uh, the disciple uh, who was hesitant to bury his father first uh, uh, to, to, uh, to, to count the cost. He's already counted the cost. And he's not telling them to go back and do that and take care of your earthly affairs. Uh, amen. There's something in the middle there that, that, that Jesus wants us to understand. For many of us who are living for Jesus for some time, it involves, you know, we understand it involves sacrifices. 
It involves sacrifices in our finances, in our family, uh, uh, and friends, and, and, and our lifestyle, and, you know, the, the, our status, and, and the things that this world, uh, uh, you know, uh, lifts up. Uh, and, and, and in, honest, in all honesty, some things that are just wholesome and good, there's, there's a sacrifice uh, that's required if you're going to live for Jesus for some time. You've experienced that, that you've had to sacrifice in some areas. And like this disciple, we understand the commitment involved. Uh, and we asked Jesus, please, uh, let me, just give me this pleasure. Let me go bury my father. I had a disciple in our church, uh, first disciple. I mean, he, he's, uh, he got radically saved. Uh, God touched him. Uh, uh, he, he, he prayed for salvation in rejoicing and in tears. And he changed his life. Uh, I, I mean, immediately, he's, he's, he's studying the New Testament. Uh, he's on outreach, his own outreaches, the church outreaches. Uh, and he's living for God. Uh, about a year and a half into uh, 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 living for God, uh, he, he, you know, we go through uh, hills and valleys of living for God. He comes to a point where there's some trial, some difficulty. People are coming into the church. The church is growing. He's seeing people who get saved uh, and they lack commitment. They're not as committed as him. They weren't as saved, uh, quote unquote, as him. They, they weren't touched by God. They didn't get what the way he got it. And he sees that, uh, and he sees them uh, living for God. Uh, they, they don't necessarily read their Bible. They're not necessarily on outreach. They're not uh, 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 zealous for God. Uh, he looks at that, and he's discouraged, he's frustrated, and he eventually he just quit the ministry. And then he quit coming to, to three services a week. He says, "You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to come on Sunday morning." And he starts, you know, he starts uh, stepping back and falling away from commitment. Uh, and uh, and he, says, he makes this statement. He says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna live for God when I'm older. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself to this more when I'm older. I'm gonna be all in." We were at five, five guys. They said, "What toppings do you want?" I said, "Just put them all on." Says, "All the way?" I said, "All the way." He said, "You know, I'll go all the way when I'm older." We understand it's not easy to live for Jesus. I don't listen. Don't tell people that when they come in the doors, man. Hey, you know, just welcome. Thank, thanks for visiting. You know what? It's going to be an easy road from here on out. <laughs> You're asking for trouble. It's not easy. Life is hard, and living for Jesus is hard. That's just how it goes. Blame Adam. You know, that's just how it is. And we just have to and understand that living for Jesus is not going to be easy. But when you buy into what he's selling, when Jesus comes to you and says, follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. Know what you buy is a satisfying buy. Psalm 63, 1 says, oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. And verse 5 says, my soul shall be satisfied as as with marrow and fatness. Uh, and uh, he says, you know, I, I, just being in the presence of God, uh, living for God uh, is fulfilling. It's satisfying. The psalmist has this revelation and he sings to the Lord about it. It's a satisfying 
buy, when we buy into what God has for us. Uh, I remember buying a, an iPhone off of Facebook Marketplace, uh, and, uh, and you know, I, I, I find myself too domesticated and trusting. You know, I grew up with some street sense, and, and I go into this, this uh, uh, Facebook Marketplace or uh, you know, like Craigslist or whatever, I can't remember what it was, and I go and buy this. I'm, I'm not, my head's not, you know, it's not in the right place. And so I'm going to buy this thing, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I didn't take my SIM card out and check the phone. Uh, the guy says, I said, is it good? He says, yeah, it's good. And it turned it on. Everything works. Um, he drives off. I go home and try to use the phone and find out it's locked. I just paid $400 for a phone. Wasted my money. I got ripped off. We've had, anybody ever had that experience getting ripped off? You know, if you've been ripped off long enough or, 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 or enough times, you, you just be satisfied to get a good buy. To get what you paid for. It's like, you know, sometimes I just want to get the value of what I pay for. Well, when you buy into what God is selling, it's satisfying. It's fulfilling. This is what Jesus meant when he said, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become to him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. There's satisfaction in here. Uh, you know, when, when we give uh, ourselves to discipleship, mixed reviews, amen, come uh, uh, here when, when we think about, you know, uh, those who follow Jesus and fall away and we think, you know, is it worth it to follow Jesus? Is it worth it to give ourselves to ministry, amen, to pursue destiny, to go all the way, amen, and, and live for God? Uh, uh, because we see here with the scribe, he pauses him with, uh, uh, with, with, the, uh, with the disciple who wants to bury his father. He, he tells him to hurry along and come and let's go uh, and and one he protects from buyer's remorse the other one he presses to to, to pull out and the cash and pay the price uh, and execute because he knows he won't regret it he'll be satisfied man imagine if jesus had reviews imagine imagine you can go like amazon you can go on and uh, you know what is it like to follow jesus and you get all these different reviews well, you are god's review and those who are out there are God's review. Those who have uh, uh, tried him and uh, didn't commit, uh, they have a review. You'll never be satisfied uh, with Jesus following someone else's review. I want to talk quickly about uh, buyers rejoice. And, you know, this is, this is a thought that came. Amen. Praise God. We got some excitement there. Buyers rejoice. Uh, you know, I, I was writing this, thinking this through, praying it through, and, and, and it was like... Buyers, um, uh, you know, uh, satisfaction or satisfying buy just didn't do it because sometimes when you buy things, amen, they, 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 they have, you have you have things that just keep on giving. You know, what's the best purchase you ever made? Think about it. Is there anything that you bought and you're like, man, I, man, I should have bought this sooner. What's something you bought that you still have today? You know, I got these pair of shoes a friend bought me uh, for my birthday about 10 years ago, maybe longer than that. And uh, every time I wear them, someone says, man, those are some nice shoes. Every, every time I wear them, those are some nice shoes, bro. I'll tell you what, I put those shoes on with, you know, with, with, with some expectancy now. I'm walking around, walking around with shoes. <laughs> hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, and, and it's because, like, they, they keep on giving. You know, I didn't even buy They were a gift. There's some things that keep on giving. I, I, I remember buying a, a Toyota 4Runner, 2004, uh, and, and, and this truck, it was, you know, the guy was selling it for 24000 I got him down to 17000 I'm like, man, it's killed. And I almost walked away from it. 
And, and, you know, I can tell he was hurt, losing that much on the sale, uh, you know, at uh, 150,000 kilometers on it. I don't know what that is in miles. It's probably 100,000 miles or something. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, man, that's a lot, of, a lot of miles. You know what? That thing is at half a million is still going. Keeps on going. And I'm, I'm, I think to myself, well, now it's sitting in my driveway. It hasn't been driven in a few years. My wife wants it out. But I, I got memories in that. You know, there's things that we can buy, the gifts that keep on giving. You know, Jesus, amen, is more than just satisfying. Jesus is more than just satisfying. And I was preaching to a man at the, at the gym. We we're playing basketball with some of the guys. Uh, and uh, when preaching to him, and he, and he makes that statement like this disciple made. You know what? I, I said, hey, why don't you just come and live for God? So his friend had gotten saved, uh, baptized, and living for God. Uh, and uh, and he hadn't even come to church. I said, why don't you just live for God? He says, no, I'm going to do that when I'm older. I'm going to have some fun before I do it. And I said, I, you know, I, a part of me got a little vexed. I'm like, what do you mean have fun? I said, this is the best thing you can do with your life is for Jesus. And I started listing the things that I did. I said, you know, by the time, because he's, he's not even 30 years old. I said, by the time I was 30 years old, I've traveled the world. Uh, I bought a couple of houses. I, uh, you know, I've, I've, I got married. I had some kids. We started a church and, and I'm listing it. And as I'm listening, I'm like, my God, I did all that. And it was like, I didn't even, I didn't ask for this. I get, I, God actually dealt with me to drop out of college, uh, pursue the ministry, and forfeit my dreams, and building my life myself. Uh, and it broke me. I remember coming to a place where I was like, man, I don't know. I, I remember praying a prayer saying, God, you know, if I, if I live in a cardboard box, or I live in a house with a hundred rooms, whatever, I don't really care. I'm bro- you know, at this point, I was broken. and said, God, whatever your will is, I want to do it. And here I'm in the gym preaching to the guy and listing the things that I've done. I said, God, you, you're good. You took me a long way. I didn't even ask for it. Buyers rejoice. You know, this is, uh, uh, this is, this is the reality when you live for God. Do you realize what you're paying for when you commit yourself to the ministry? When you commit yourself to discipleship, the late nights, the long talks, uh, the picking up and dropping off of new converts, the working with people, the getting burnt, the turning the other cheek, the walking the extra mile, the things uh, that are difficult. Do you understand what you're getting with this? There are perks to it. I walked into the hotel today that you guys so graciously uh, blessed us with. Uh, and then we're there at the courtyard. I walk in uh, and uh, they say, hey, so, well, welcome. We're glad you're here. Okay. We'll go through all the things. And it says, oh, you're an elite member. Here's your bag. And he gave me a bag with a you know, water bottle and pretzels. But, it, you know, the bag made it so much better. And these are the perks that came with an elite membership. There are perks that come with following Jesus. Can I preach tonight? There are perks that come with following Jesus. You've experienced them. Amen. Thank God for that. Because if it was all just, you know what, paying the price and carrying the cross and all, that's not, that's not, listen, Jesus prepares it. He says, count the cost. It's going to cost you something. But this is going to be the best thing you ever buy. Won't be able to compare to anything else. This is the, you know, the, the, the reality of living for God and giving yourself to the ministry. Now look, uh, that's, that's only half the story because the truth is that we don't see a full return on this earth and in this life for what we sacrifice for God. As a matter of fact, listen, let me just make this clear. We know we cannot give more than God has given us. But God does count our sacrifice. 
And our reward for our sacrifice is not seen in this life. This is the dilemma of the aging preacher. This is the dilemma of, of the over, overworked saint. The Bible says, do not grow tired of doing good. Because God, amen, is a blesser and a rewarder. And he doesn't want to rob us of uh, the reward that we have by giving it all to us here. That's the truth. I'm not trying to sell anything tonight. That's just the truth. God doesn't want to rob us of the reward that we have in heaven. And so he withholds it from us on earth. We're looking for a barbecue for the church, and I have one of the young men uh, that uh, that had gotten saved in our church. Uh, he, uh, you know, uh, I'm mentoring him. He's just graduated elementary school. And we're looking for a barbecue. We go on online again. We're looking to buy a, a barbecue. We're going to spend, you know, between two hundred and three hundred dollars for for a used barbecue for an event that we're having. And uh, you know, it's just cheap barbecue. Uh, you know, but that's you know, two or three hundred bucks is a lot of money for a cheap barbecue. And so we go to this one, uh, uh, one that we found, the, the, one of the guys that answered, a few guys that answered, uh, uh, last minute. And so, uh, we go, we check it out, and, and uh, you know, the, the deal falls apart. He didn't have the cover for it, uh, it couldn't turn on while we were there. And you know, it's kind of like he's trying to, you know, it's like we're trying to force this thing. And I said, you know what, uh, uh, he, he said, he, and he wouldn't move on his price. Now let me tell you something. If you ever sell anything online, you can never sell it for the full price. That's part of the whole experience. I need a discount. Give me five bucks off. Something. But he wouldn't move. And so, so you know what? Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, try somewhere else. And, you know, we, we just walked away from it. And, uh, he apologized for making us drive out there. He, he didn't test it before coming out and all that. And so we moved on. But you know what? There was another guy who, who I called before that. He was a second to plan B option to get our barbecue. Uh, you know, when I called him, amen, he was, you know, you could just feel there was a vibe to it. When, when, uh, when he answered, you know, he was like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I wanna, I wanna make a deal with this guy. I could tell uh, he he was he was uh, willing to give a break on the on the price. So we go out there as I were driving down across you know probably two two or three cities. We come to the uh, this this guy's house uh, and uh, along the way we were talking uh, and saying you know what God God's gonna God's gonna bless us God's gonna help us you know uh, maybe God will do something. So uh, make the long sh- story short, we go there and we see the barbecue. Uh, I asked him how much he is, uh, it is. He had asked me uh, what it was for initially. He asked me. I didn't tell him. He asked me what it was for. I said it's for a church barbecue. When we showed up and I asked him how much he is, he said, you know what, just take the barbecue. And man, it's on the house. God bless you. God bless uh, bless your church. Uh, and we walked away from it. Get back into the car. And uh, Christian, the young man there, he says, you know, you, you called it. You said God was going to God was gonna help us. I said, yeah, you know what? God is God is good he was he was going to help us god god blessed us i said but here's the lesson god had to make that plan fail in order for this plan to work that deal had to fail in order for this deal to come to fruition many times amen we're looking for blessing in this life and god is withholding it we don't get what we want or how we want it when we want it and we've been praying for it. And we sometimes get uh, caught up in this idea that God's just, you know, he's, he's going to microwave answer us. But here's the lesson. There's a reward in heaven. God doesn't want to rob us of the opportunity to give what he has laid up for ourselves or what we lay up for ourselves. This is our goal to prepare a place for you. Amen, I'm coming back with a reward. Lay up for yourselves a treasure in heaven. 
And my son asked me, he said, uh, I said, Daddy, do you have some money? I said, eh, for what? You know, <laughs> I'm just going to give you money. So I want to give to the offering. You know what, man? Take the money. <laughs> Once they're giving up, that's just like he did and you and I. We give. We give to the work of God. Everything costs money. As our brother said, a lot of things cost money. But we're laying up treasure in heaven. Amen. There's a reward. There is a reward. Do you understand what you bought when you bought into Jesus? Do you understand what you're getting? You know, I love, I work in tech, and sometimes I got to train people on their phone how to use the app, because everything comes with the app now. And I love, I love the, the uh, experienced people when they get the phone. You know, smartphone? Man, experienced people. They have the most experience? Amen. Praise God. The golden people. Amen. God bless you. You got some in the house. Amen. The more experienced, the better. Silver head is like a crown, the Bible says. You give them an iPhone iPhone uh, 85, and uh, they go through it, and they, 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 you know, it's almost like, because, you know, we grew up with this stuff. We grew up with uh, computers at our fingertips. And you're giving a phone to somebody who's never seen it before, or don't, you know, doesn't keep up with the, I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. And so trying to train uh, people how to use technology and, and all that, it's like, uh, the, the, uh, there's, there's a hesitancy, there's, there's, and it's like, I don't wanna, I wanna get all involved in all that, you know, to try to keep it simple. But you know what? <laughs> Amen. We got agreement in the house. And, you know, the, the reality is, is that this, the, the device is so powerful. There's so much in there. There's so much you can do. But, I mean, we don't understand what we're getting. We don't understand that, I mean, God, when you follow Jesus, those sacrifices, those late nights, that hard work, that money spent, that getting burnt, all that stuff, there's, there's a reward to all that. You're getting something with it. Jesus is here in the boat, uh, and, uh, and we, we, we see this after all the events. Uh, they wake Jesus up. The storm comes, and, and I'll tell you what. Uh, if, if you, if you want to know if Jesus was human, you, right here you'll find it. He was grumpy. I believe with all my heart. Okay, he was grump. He woke up and he rebukes the disciples. He rebukes the wind. He rebukes the sea, and he goes on to the other side of the of the water and he rebukes the the, the man that possessed with. He's just rebuking everybody as he woke up. I mean, I've done that before. And so they ask, you know, Jesus, like the storm, we're going to die. Can you do something? And he asked. Why are you afraid? Well, because we're going to die. Jesus, the, the waves. What did Jesus really expect? Like, seriously. It's, I don't think that Jesus was, was, was being facetious. I think Jesus actually expected them to have faith. And when I think, of, if, you, if I meditate on that for, for a few minutes and think, that he really expected them to have faith because he just taught them the lesson. He just showed them the truth. He said, look, you, there's, there's a cost to this, but you're getting something with it. 
He expected them to understand they've, they, 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 that they've bought into something, bought into a peace uh, that you cannot buy. They bought into uh, a joy that you cannot steal. They bought into a calm, uh, amen, that uh, you cannot manufacture. Amen. Jesus uh, was showing his disciples that no matter where they are, no matter what's going on around them, uh, that they paid for the peace of God. That they paid for security and the life of God. They paid for joy. That as they sacrifice for God, uh, amen, they're not uh, earning their salvation. They're not buying their way into heaven. But what they're doing uh, is they are, uh, uh, they are purchasing uh, what God is, uh, is selling, uh, which is discipleship, is, is ministry, is following the cross. And he's saying, when you pick this up, amen, there's some stuff that comes with it. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you all the details, but you're going to like it. This isn't a one-time thing. This isn't, this wasn't, uh, Jesus rebuking the storm that one time. Uh, I mean, this was a membership. Any storm that comes through, there's a promise because God is a promise keeper. No one can pluck you out of my hand. I'll give you peace that surpasses understanding. You know, looking back, it's impressive where God has, has brought us from. It's just as impressive, more impressive where God is going to take us to. There are benefits to being a disciple. I'm closing here. Buyer's rest. Very quickly. Hebrews 4 verse 1 says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, but not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For, for who have believed, for, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he had said, I, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. And he he talks about this rest that God has reserved for us, uh, that those who are given uh, uh, to uh, the cross, that those who are given to follow Jesus, that there's a rest uh, that they can buy into uh, the covenant of Abraham, uh, amen, that they are, they're grafted in as a gift, amen, but as they live for God, uh, you know, as they say, I've heard, this, I've heard this, and it's not necessarily wrong, but I heard, you know, this, the, the, the saying, Jesus, take the wheel, amen, you know, the truth is, the wheel is your will, and amen, you got to serve God in the driver's seat and as you're making decisions to follow God and you're making decisions to 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 to, to sacrifice and live for God uh, to be on that outreach to be in the prayer meeting uh, uh, to 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 be faithful uh, to follow God at his word to enter into ministry to prepare your life uh, uh, for the ministry uh, that that there is a rest that comes with that in Hebrews 4, 9, it says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from the works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. There is a rest. There is a rest for the disciple. And only for the disciple. He says, look, this is, God is an abundant God. He gives oxygen for everybody to breathe. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, but he reserves, amen, these blessings, amen, this rest, amen, for those who are his. 
Jesus was sleeping. He's resting. He's at peace. When you go through the storms in your life, in a moment's time, and life can just turn up on his head. Everything could be going well, and then things hit. This is what Jesus expects. As long as we understand what we're buying into, when we pick up that cross, when we commit to follow Jesus, when we go all the way, we say, you know what, man, I, haven't, you know, I need to pick up my, my faithfulness, my commitment. I need, to, I need to get there early. I need to be on time. I need to get back. I need to lean in. And there's a rest, amen, that Jesus is exemplifying on this boat. And we need to understand, amen, that that's what comes with. Otherwise, amen, it, it'll become a daunting task to follow Jesus without that peace. Without understanding, amen, that that comes with it. That's why this is called the buyer's guide, amen, to discipleship. Because, you, you know, in that book, man, there, is, there, is, there, is, there are some promises, man. There are some rewards. I, I've never met anybody who went all the way for Jesus and said, you know what, I kind of regret going hard. I, I regret going all the way. No, I've never heard it in my life. But there's some people who sit on the fences, some people who lay back, they watch from afar. And they're missing out. It won't be revealed fully until, amen, you enter in. Amen, the buyer's guide, amen, in there, there's a reward. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment. That's all I have as we turn the order of the service. If you're here and you're unsaved, I want to tell you God loves you. Amen, there is a hope in heaven, amen, that you will make heaven your home. And if you would repent of your sin, if you turn from your sin, you commit yourself to Jesus, amen, you, amen, will be saved. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you will be saved, amen, from the wrath to come. The Bible says there is a day appointed uh, for a man to be born and then uh, 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 for a man to die and then comes the judgment. Amen. Everyone's going to stand before God. Amen. And uh, there is a, a confidence that comes from God uh, when you commit yourself to him. When you make up your mind, you're going to live for God. Uh, God gives you an assurance. The Bible says uh, that he gives us the spirit of God, gives us an assurance of our salvation. If you want to know if your heart is right with God or not, amen, one uh, good test, one gauge is to consider standing before God and if your heart is fearful and trembling uh, and uh, unsure and confused uh, that's a a good sign that you're not right with God because the Bible says that he gives us an assurance of our salvation he gives it to us we don't convince ourselves we don't make it up in our and stir ourselves up Uh, he gives us an assurance of our salvation are you right with God tonight if not you can be right It's a simple decision. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you'll be saved. Amen. If anyone wants to get right here tonight, we're going to pray with you. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Lift your hand. Say, I want to get right. We're going to pray with you. Maybe you're you're backslidden. Anybody here, you're not right with God. As we turn the order of the service, encourage you, amen, to uh, give Jesus everything and bow your knee and repent. Amen. You'll find out, amen, that there's a loving Father waiting for you and will embrace you. Amen, church, there is a Grace, there is a blessing, a peace. Sometimes we think we know, but we've never even, we've never even entered into a fraction of what God has for us. Life gets better as it goes on in living for God. 
As the clock goes forward, so does, amen, uh, the kingdom of God. From glory to glory, amen. God has so many good plans for his people. We don't, we've only tasted, amen, oh, but a, a small portion of what God has for us, amen. And, it, and, and, and we enter in once we, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I'm talking to this guy. I'm saying, look what God, look what the Lord has done. I understand that revelation. In the psalmist, uh, look what the Lord has done. I got saved at 15 years old. And I never looked back, all in. Live for God. The plan was to go to school and to become, uh, you know, a businessman and networking. And I had a career planned out and thought God dealt with me. No, I've got a plan for your life. I gave myself to following up with people, had them over in my house, uh, been over at their house, uh, praying for people, uh, dropping people, picking them up, the sacrifice out of my own pocket, uh, out of my own energy, canceling my plans for kingdom plans, uh, adjusting my schedule to what God was doing. Uh, and man, I, I just uh, uh, try to emulate my pastor and his life. Uh, and you, 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 know, you, you can see that the example before you, all the way. I won't read it. Because today is better than yesterday. And tomorrow will be better than bones. No matter what comes. No, no storm. No trouble. Because I have peace that surpasses understanding. I have a calm in the storm. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm not going to get you know, topsy-turvy and, and things aren't going to start to get a little shaky. But I'm telling you, man, there's no regret going all the way. Maybe you've uh, slacked in your commitment. Maybe uh, you've held off. Maybe you've, uh, in some areas, just uh, haven't entered in. Maybe your cross, amen, isn't the right size. God wants to lay a burden on you. It's outside of your ability. It's outside of your imagination. There's a burden, amen, God wants to put on you. Don't even hesitate. You consider the cost. Execute, pay the price. Understand what you're getting. The refreshing. How is your prayer closet? How is your commitment to the church? How is your faithfulness to the word of God? Meditation of scripture. How is, uh, amen, these these are times of refreshing in Jesus. God wants to give you that rest, amen. Man, we're going to stand and open the altars. I encourage you, amen, to get a hold of God tonight. The presence of God is here. God wants to lay a burden on us. That's why he says, pick up your cross. Pick up your cross. No, not that one, a bigger one. I encourage you, amen, to do business with God tonight. Come on, let's sing. Let's worship God as we sing.
Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship together. Lift your voice. Father, we bless you. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We worship and exalt you, O God. Yanuru, Kuru, Kuru, Kuru.